It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, batter, batter. Are you ready to hit a home run with flavor? Step up to the plate and swing by Penn Station East Coast Subs, where every bite is a grand slam. Craving a classic Philly cheesesteak or maybe a savory chicken teriyaki? Or how about loading up on their delicious fresh-cut fries? Call it a triple play by ordering Penn Station's signature fresh-squeezed lemonade. When it comes to subs, Penn Station is the big league. Order online at penn-station.com or stop at a store near you. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the RATP Top Chef Roundtable. I'm Haley Strong. I am joined by a fantastic panel, Peruge. Uh, LaTanya, how are you doing this week? You know, just chilling like a villain, really. What have you been up to? Um, getting shots and just kind of like living life. Just surviving, basically. Good. And watching gymnastics. And thriving? No. No, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. No. Uh, Kurt, what up, buddy? Uh, yeah, living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> I mean, at least you guys can leave your homes legally. Yeah. I did a uh, I did a citywide mystery game yesterday where you had like teams of like anywhere from one to six people and you used uh you download this app on your phone and it showed you like where there were like suspects you could interview and clues you could pick up but it was like in the map of your city um so that was my that was my day yesterday uh, that actually this- sounds fun my yeah. Yeah. my mystery tour of my city is usually me driving around yes. um because i forgot what it is i left the house for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i get back to my house and remember and then have to leave again my city is just a mystery to me. Um, so, you know, um, all, I mean, that's, that, that sounds like a fun thing for white nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, there were a lot of people dressed up like, uh, Daphne, Velma and Shaggy. Not a lot of Freds. That's cute. Like any Scoobies or any Shaggies? Shaggy do? Scooby do? Scrappy do? Some people, <laughs> some people had, um, uh, their dogs with them. Some people had like a stuffed uh, Scooby in their backpack. Some people dressed mm. up as characters from Clue. I just wore shorts and a t-shirt. Kurt, what's your favorite Clue character? Oh, oh boy. Um, I would have to... Oh, it has to be Mrs. White. Has to be. Just from, from Madeline Kahn from the movie. Like yeah. The, God, that's one of my favorite movies. And I like seven movies. I was going to say, you only like Notting Hill from what I've heard. I only that. like Notting Hill and Clue. Okay. I've never seen Notting Hill before. Uh, don't look at me like that. I'm looking at you like as um as like a sign of respect. As, okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, was there, was anyone actually murdered? 
during this? Uh... No, the funny thing is, I think this is put on by a group out of the UK where they don't even actually have to go to the city. It's oh. all literally, it's use, it uses a uh, local map and uh, geolocation. And so as you like approach a particular, you see where locations are on the map. And as you approach it, then something will pop up on your phone. You kind of just read what you discover and you can question suspects. And they, maybe they have a local contact so they don't actually like steer you into like bad parts of town yeah or like you know a ghost a ghost villa it just seems like this is the type of game that would be perfect for an actual serial killer to uh infiltrate that's all except it was like during the middle of the day and there was like literally like about like 50 or 60 teams walking around so you could always tell like oh there must be something here because there were like clusters of people looking at their phones and talking to each other at like specific areas but mm-hmm. it was, it was like Chicago. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we uh, yeah, we actually we we solved the solved the murder. It was fun. Who did it? Who did it? I don't want to spoil it. Was it you? Do it in their city. It wasn't me. No. Is it what? It wasn't all yesterday. Like everybody's city wasn't yesterday. No, I think that it looks. It's a company. Well, I'll plug them. They're called Clued Up, but an up is spelled with two P's for some reason. But they run this in cities all around the world at different times. Uh, and it was we did the Jack the Ripper uh, experience. I know mm-hmm. just from interacting in some. Uh, gaming groups on Facebook that like, it's coming to their cities. So just in case, but it's, uh, it was, it was, it was fun. I'm going to find an event. What's my postal code. I'm not saying that on the podcast because je ne veux pas get murdered. <laughs> Canada's uh, one postal code. <laughs> uh, it looks like there's going to be one in the falls on October 2nd. There's no better way for me to spend the eve of my first wedding anniversary than doing this, I would think. Which one is it? The Ripper. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I won't spoil it. There's one in Buffalo in July, which is technically closer to my October house. October three would be like nice weather for this too. It was a little warm yesterday here. Yeah. So top July is too hot. Oh right. <laughs> Who cares? No, I'm just kidding. You know what? I okay. Good news. I was able to watch Last Chance Kitchen. Oh. No thanks to foodnetworkcanada.ca who has finally stopped advertising that they're going to you're going to be able to watch Last Chance Kitchen on their website. Um thanks to YouTube, I was able to watch it. Bad news, I since I watched the episode, I've been thinking that I've missed so, not missed something, but I've You did. It was, I a, was it was an hour and 15 minute episode. Jesus. So you did miss something. Anyway, I <laughs> I could not remember what the quick fire was. Oh, yeah, there wasn't one. There, there wasn't one. one. So I've been stressing myself out for no reason. You could just text us was, to ask. But I could have, but I didn't want to look dumb. There was a Canadian. It was definitely a Canadian. But like, Did you see Byron talking to his family at home? Yes. So I was like, um, well, Byron's gone. Maybe you missed yeah. some of the shopping pre-Whole Foods. Did you see the Whole Foods shopping? I don't think I saw the Whole Foods shopping, but I did see like when they got to go look at candles. Okay. Yeah, they they got to the they got to shop in Whole Foods in person. Oh, I didn't uh, see that part. Uh, okay. I, I saw the farm. I thought that was ballin. Yeah. Didn't see Whole Foods in person. Whole Foods wasn't that riveting, frankly. Yeah, so I'm kind of almost thankful for the Canadian edit at this point. Yeah, I think that they like basically closed the store so that they could shop in person. Maria basically said that you know, she was she was so excited that they could finally actually go into Whole Foods. Um, yeah, and so. spend money that wasn't her own money. Yeah. Which, yeah. I love Maria. What a, I love Maria. This yeah. was a, MVP. I absolutely love this episode. Yes. I yeah. love this challenge. Um, 
I, I've never been like the biggest restaurant wars person, although I do think it's integral to the show. And I don't think that chef's table should replace restaurant wars, but I do want a chef's table challenge every season because this was brilliant. This I love this. I would be happy with this replacing restaurant wars. I would be happy with us not. I think one of the reasons I liked this more than restaurant wars was we didn't have to deal with people yelling at wait staff and like and trying to train them. Yeah. I was like, that, and that's it. And to me, that's also that's always like the thing that's least in your control is like how like, you can do do so much training, but if there's just not a these people are. I think the, the wait staff are put in like such a. I think unfair position for like that quick because the the chefs aren't going to give them the time that are, is needed because they have to pay attention to their dishes and anyway loved the chef's table setup maybe you do it at ten maybe you do it at six I don't know if you don't want to replace restaurant wars but uh, I would not be mad I thought you know it was I thought it was brilliant I I I, I love this I loved it but you know what I wasn't a super huge fan of was the edit of it. Because it, it was just so obvious. Oh, well, so I <laughs> was, they just couldn't. I, that's what I was going to say. I was just like, it was, was the other team just so like plan, no plan that there was nothing that they could do? I think so. I feel like we do get that in restaurant wars pretty often where it feels obvious which team is going to lose and which team is going to win. Um, but I didn't think it was obvious who was going to go home, really. I, I thought it, I was worried for Don early on. I'm guessing you were too, Latanya, in terms of yeah. some of, before the food was served. Like there was a lot of she's not talking to us. Yeah, like thing, yeah, she her, did not have a plan. Right. Um, she's got to create. Like she's definitely an artiste because she's got like a whole creative process that involves talking to no one, which I can respect, <laughs> frankly. The yeah, what do you just say? Well, pod, podcasting. Um, <laughs> The, not like pot. <laughs> the I, I actually was a little worried for Gabe at one point before again before they even went into the kitchen. Some of the, like he seemed very kind of like nonchalant about the whole thing. Like oh, we'll just work it out. We'll just and, and I thought that was going to come and bite them. I didn't see until Sarah's dishes were served. I didn't even have her pegged as going home. So for me, it was more a mystery yeah. of who I, I was pretty sure which team was going to go home. And then after the service, I was like, is there any way it's not Sarah? But um, I, I think because I love Sarah so much, I deluded myself into thinking that it could have been Gabe or Chris. I thought it might be Chris, but I, because that's like, oh, right. Yeah. The asking for a second, one of those is after you've had like 15 courses. I I respect it. Yeah, that would go Dale. <laughs> um, so we got Christian Kish. Oh, oh my God! I mean, are the they gushing. trying to kill us? I have a legitimate question. Yes. Why? Like, okay, what have I done wrong? Like, why don't I ever get invited to these dinners? <laughs> Did I like make someone mad? Like I just I want to know what's up. Um, a you don't live in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's full stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the only qualifiers you don't live in Portland. I, I I do. I am kicking myself that I didn't try to do more. Like that I didn't actively seek out. Um. Like when when they did it in L.A., 
that I didn't actively seek out a way to be one of somehow get on one of these these lists and I, th- I would have loved that, but uh, I think step one is it has to come to Chicago. Okay, I'm just like uh, waiting I, for the cold call to be like, "Hey, this, this is Padma." Yeah, Kaylee, you okay. went to something, didn't you? I was I was blessed. Um, I went to go visit a friend in LA a couple of years ago, and it just happened to be when Top Chef California was filming, and she knew somebody, and we got to go to a dinner, and not a, not like a full dinner. We got to go to one of the pop-up restaurants for that week. Um, That's amazing. And we were, oh my God, we were there when the judges were there. So I saw Padma in real life and she's so beautiful. And you can see me in the background, kind of. Ooh. Nice. I'm going to have to watch this episode. It's like, the second episode of Top Chef California. How, um... How did we like uh, seeing the return of, of Kristen? I mean, I was thrilled. Yeah. I've been ready to get some new blood in. It's funny. It's a little bit like um, being bit by a zombie. It's like once you've turned, you're just part of the group because no one leaves. Which is like, fine by me. I'm fine with no one leaving. I just yeah, want... It's like they're I in the quarantine more. They're in the quarantine bubble. Like They just stay there till the end of the show. Like, like Carrie showed up a little bit late. She's now there every week. Yeah. Uh, Melissa King showed up a little bit late. She's there now every week. Thank God. Uh, so it's like, as these, it, you can't wait for you know, the inevitable, you know, Brooke sighting and she'll be there every week, hopefully. Love but it. I'm guessing it's more of like a, either. The I think Stephanie Samar is supposed to show up at some point. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, Kristen is too attractive. So. That's, I feel like every woman on this show is too attractive. It's just not okay. Like I, this is not America's next top model. This is Top Chef, and I'm really I'm annoyed, frankly, for the rest of us. Well, it's America's next Top Chef. <laughs> <laughs> so it's close. Um. So yeah. So they they divide the teams by a coin flip. I hated that. Yeah. That was it. Why? <laughs> I just. Why did I hate it? No, I just. No, yeah, just a why at the show. Like they said, it was a Portland tradition. I feel like they're making up a lot of stuff about Portland. What are you talking about? Well, no, they 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 had said in a previous episode that you know the name of Portland was decided on a flip of a coin. It was going to be either Portland or might have been I think was Boston the other the other option. Um, They made after East Coast towns and. so that's that. There was that was a callback to something that was discussed earlier. Right. It's, it's, it's basically oh. the same as having, you know, f, you know, knife draw. Of I like four no, no. I you like, want drafting. I want a knife draw, but only two okay. two knives have the sticker on it, and then they pick the team. That's what I like. Uh, okay. But I don't think these teams would have been created if not for the coin flip, and the winning team in particular was so unbelievably brilliant. That mm-hmm. I do feel emotional when I think about we could have been robbed from that of that team. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. so glad that that team was put together, and it it just so happened that they had like two different, all four of them between them had two different cultural influences that they were thought that it would just fuse together well, and it did. It was it just worked. Yeah, and I, I can and like there was not a, I think an official on the captain. But Shota freaking stepped it up, I thought. Like in my rewatch, I was like trying, like keeping an eye out for he was the one that was like everybody was contributing to it, but he was the one that was keeping people calm and kind of pushing things forward. I I uh I'm not saying I, I believe Maria won 
or the team fair and square. But yeah. in terms of like who was kind of like silently keeping everything in check, I was like, Shota did amazing. And they worked so well. They communicated. Yeah. I loved when Maria was like over communicate because that's yeah. how I like to be with teams. Like I want to have a plan going in. I want to have like, I'm glad they had a meeting like before um, the judges arrived. Like these are, these are organizational tools that are necessary and need to happen or else I'm going to spend the entire episode just the way that I did, which was, I felt like I was going to vomit the entire time. I was so nervous. I was too. The moment, the moment, the I was going to say the red team because they're highlighted in red because they lost <laughs> on Kurt's document. And the moment the that team, team Penny was like, we're going with no plan. I was like, uh-uh-uh, that does mm-hmm. not work. And even Sarah recognized that like, you know, just, you know, having a single theme where everyone does their own interpretation of it doesn't hang together well. And well, especially when it's as broad as seafood. Seafood. Oh, yeah. And then there was not a single seafood. and not a single piece of cooked fish the entire seven courses. <laughs> there was fish skin. There was fish skin. There was octopus. Um, but it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the theme is seafood. No, we're, what's the restaurant's name? Seafood. Where Kokosen's menu was just so like, like I was so enthralled by it. I love I love that they immediately were like, let's kind of do a Kisaki kind of style menu. We did we, we did see that style last season, which was mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. Um, because they had to do seven courses, and that fits perfectly with that kind of menu style. I loved it. And then it gave them not only a theme, but then like sub-themes that they had to fit within. And because Shota knows that style so well, he was able to kind of guide the dishes. But Byron and Maria and Jamie were still able to bring their style of food to these interpretations of the dishes. And it was just, it w- it just worked so brilliantly. I was, it, I, it was this was so probably good. my favorite menu I've ever seen on Top Chef. And, and Gail going through, I'm looking yes. forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward <laughs> yeah, to that. Like, this is my favorite. Effing, this is on there. That's great. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we were all Gail in that moment, I think. Yeah. The, it, between the, there was, there was no, like you said, Latanya, there was no surprise as to which team was going to win coming out of the first. Di- like, there's like, I just didn't see a way the second team could even match without even. And, no. and it was like from, they were tasting each other's food. They were like, and they were catching things like, oh, there's this need, like Maria telling Shota this needed more acidity. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to put this one element in. And, and the, the, the extent to which the other team was not engaging at all with the chef's table. And like they even say, like going like this is your chance. You go there because you 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 feel like a VIP when you're sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it's there, was, uh, there yeah. was just a tension in Penny that just uh, was completely broken by Maria and Kokosan. I thought Maria was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were just focused on the uh, in you know in tech they talk about the minimum viable product like what's the minimum thing that can be put out there and function but then above that there's the minimum lovable product which is like it works but also I really kind of like it too and that's I think there was the difference between the, the two the two t- kitchens is you know the food was good I mean there were definitely more missteps on the food in the second kitchen with, with Penny but like just did you feel special there? No. So like I said, it's, they felt awkward. And they even the point where Don and Sarah were saying, should we go talk to them? Like, I don't know. This feels can, <laughs> probably hear you because you can hear them. Because you're seven like, feet away. Right there. Oh, <laughs> so that was, so was It was really bad. Oh. 
that did induce anxiety. And I just, sometimes I do feel like chefs understand that service is like an integral part of dining, but they don't actually know how to, to dole it out. Like they don't know how to serve. They don't know how to, how to make that experience. They just know how to make the food. And um, I think Maria just really balanced that well. Uh, when we saw, I, I did watch, I do watch the previews. So when I saw the previews last week and Maria was kind of being sassy with them, there was like a music change. I was like, Ooh, but they loved it because that's exactly who Maria is. And I don't know if it was like, if Padma had like a couple drinks in there or not, but well, she Maria says, was pouring tequila pretty heavy. Yeah. But, but when, when Padma, like to me, like this, I, I would have guessed this was frowned upon amongst the top chef judgery. But when Padma like basically says to Maria, I just want to let you know you're effing killing it. Like, like, yeah, uh, great. Like, I that love that. To, yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I enjoyed seeing, I was surprised to see it, but I liked seeing it because Maria, especially because Maria's kind of been down on herself like several weeks in terms of either just to her kind of like doubting herself and a little bit in terms of some comparison to some of the others. Mm-hmm. But then I also liked at the start of this episode, she was saying that there's a lot of talent on the other team, but you know what? I don't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was great. She's like, this, I'm just going to be me. And, and it worked. So I was so happy to see that she, um, that she won the, uh, with the service. And even looking at like the dish preps, um, Kokosan had so many dishes that were created by multiple people where Penny, it was one hand on a dish. Mm. So let's, let's get into these menus. Why don't we, where would we like to start the winning team so we can be joyous about what we're talking about or the losing team so we can get it over with. Let's do it in order. Let's do, let's start with the the starting team. Uh, So of course, Kokosan featured Shoda, Maria, Byron, and Jamie. Uh, their first dish was made by Shoda and Maria. They made an eggplant with sesame mole and ham for fur- furikake. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. Eggplant, check. Ham, check. And also, and I like the fact that like, this was something that it was combining Shoda's, like, uh, you know, the, the Kaseki you know, take on eggplant, but also he was bringing in Maria's sesame mole. I mean, this was like one of those like fusion dishes and that approach that kind of you know, carried throughout many of the dishes. So I was, it, this was the fact that I liked that this dish kind of set up a frame of reference for all the dishes to come as well. Uh, for the second course, Byron and Jamie made cured sockeye salmon with ricotto, curry sauce, and crispy quinoa. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this, I thought this, this dish had more sa- like actual cooked salmon than the other team did, and they were super cooked. <laughs> You are not wrong. Um, Maria's third dish, I was very interested by because it seems so simple. But the judges were like, excuse me, you're serving me a finger sandwich. And then they're like, oh, my God, that is the best finger sandwich. Um, A beef lengua sando with pickled mustard, onions and dipping sauce. I definitely would have tried this. Yeah, I've never had tongue before. I haven't Um, either, but like that's about as much as I want. There, there's (laughs) a restaurant in Vegas in the Cosmopolitan called China Poblano, which is a fusion of Chinese. It's actually I say there's a Chinese kitchen and there's a Mexican kitchen. There actually aren't a lot of actual. There's a small handful of fusion items on the menu. It's actually very almost like 
there's like a couple tacos that have uh, some Asian flair and like uh, some uh, noodle dishes that have a kind of Mexican flair to them. But for the most part, they're separate kitchens, but they do have a, uh, they have a tongue. One of the tacos there is a tongue taco uh, that I've had uh, several times and it's so good. I, I would have been all over the sandwich. For the fourth dish, Shota made a lotus root shiso with chopped rockfish and ume paste. This was cool. They made a lot of cool looking dishes. They yeah. really did. They were like just beautiful. Just gorgeous dishes coming out too. Um, which I the can't be said for a lot of the stuff that happened on the other team, unfortunately. Yeah, this was definitely, I think also one of the differences is with this from previous restaurant wars is this really got framed up as supposed to be like fine dining, which isn't necessarily what restaurant wars has had to be in the past. So you see a lot of people kind of end up going that route. But I think this was, I mean, this was a progressive seven course meal, even like the, well, the other team even technically did eight courses if you got the amuse bouche, but um, yeah, this, there, there was some like amazing looking stuff and they could luckily because they weren't, you know, with restaurant wars, you typically get your choice of entree here. They could focus on one. They could focus on a single dish for each course and, and nail it and perfect it and make it beautiful. So that is, I think, another upside of seeing this uh, chef's table version. Uh, for the fifth course, Jamie and Byron teamed up to make short rib with Colby glaze, quail egg, puff rice and salsa marita. Again, this just looked phenomenal. That looks so good. Oh, th- that Colby glaze would have got me. And then. And I've had quail egg and meat with meat a couple of times, and it's been really rich. And this was, please more, please more of this. <laughs> Just more. Please more. Please more. Uh, for the sixth dish, it was a team dish. And I I literally gasped when this came on screen. And it was the hot pot uh, with shrimp uh, and seafood broth. And it's just... It, it was, was like stunning. dancing. It was beautiful. I, it was. It was. I was like, "How are they doing that?" It's <laughs> I, I rewound it. I was just like, "What is going on? This is fantastic!" And I want it. And like, imagine them opening those pots in front of you. It must have just been overwhelmingly delicious to smell. And I like Byron's point. Like, this really is about all of us. This dish exemplifies like all of us coming together and it seemed like it would have been a great last course except that kind of had to be dessert um so i i love that they they did this and it looked like they were just like i can remember like three or four terrines of this this soup uh just kind of scattered across the table and i it's one of the things i I could have seen me just like this is the last course the last this well the second to last last one's probably dessert i'll just keep filling up my dish until all this is gone like there's all because dessert's a separate stomach i can just keep eating this until i'm full ah yes the separate stomach theory theory please practice (laughs) yeah i thought this was just brilliant i love that they all literally had their hands in the pot on this one uh-huh. Uh, for the seventh dish, Jamie and Byron made a tres leche steam cake with coconut condensed milk and pineapple. I don't think this is normally something that would draw me, but this looks stunning. Stunning, stunning, and everyone loved it. Yeah, people were quite happy. I'm just I'm glad that the um desserts were good. Cause typically you get a restaurant warsy challenge and like the person that made the desserts is done for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's and there wasn't even going into this at least more for maybe for Team Penny. There wasn't like a lot of excitement around doing a dessert, but they they've been nailing the desserts this season. They have, especially yeah. here. I, I would have been interested to try this. Not a big fan of um, 
coconut. I think I could do coconut condensed milk. It's more like the the texture of shredded coconut. I think that gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but the flavor of coconut, like I'll drink pina coladas all day. Literally have drank pina coladas all day. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I would. You better do- be careful about that. Coconut, if that much coconut, <laughs> you have some stomach issues. I was like, I was like, pause, like, tell me more. <laughs> the reason of. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful about drinking pina coladas all day. Those uh-huh. things. Switch um, it up with a margarita or a daiquiri every once in a drink. <laughs> you know what my, you know what my bad thing is? Like, I'll get shots of tequila and then I won't like take them as a shot. I'll just keep it in my hand as a, as a sipping tequila. Why is that bad? That's when I know tequilas. I've had too much to drink is when I start sipping tequila. Sipping your tequila. There are good, sipping tequilas. Yeah, with I know. Good, with, like, it's called good tequila. Like with good yeah. tequila, you're supposed to sip it. I'm sorry, yeah. what are you talking? What? <laughs> what are you saying about? I just paid off my student loan. You think I'm buying <laughs> good tequila yet? <laughs> I don't know what's funnier, paying off your student loan <laughs> or buying good tequila. Good tequila. <laughs> One of the, one of the many joys of Canada. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Uh, Choose yeah. wisely. Well, at least both of you have your vaccines, both vaccines, and yeah. can leave the house. What a thrill that must well, be! Still not gonna. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the oh no, we already did that. Yeah, so this was a great menu. It was perfect. It was beautiful. I love Padma's Bob. They were all in. They were Her all. Bob through. was doing work. Oh. Because like it, it's usually way sleeker. Um, there were flat irons involved, I think, normally, and this time there may have been a curling iron doing a bump. What about Tom's purple suit? You know what? Tom wasn't nearly as active in this particular meal. Like maybe he was just enjoying the food so much. Uh, possibly. Uh, plus, there's like a lot of a lot of kind of crosstalk probably going on. So they had to kind of pick and choose where they focused the. Uh, the 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 microphone um but no yeah he was he was a little bit more not standoffish but he wasn't as present i think we got a lot of we got a lot of the guest judges Mm -hmm. uh we got a lot of got a lot of gail which was actually kind of fun gail was great she was having a lovely i think kale had uh kale kale gail had some sipping tequila going on kale (laughs) so did kale oh um (laughs) okay i called you Kristen earlier um because I was thinking about Kristen Kitchen. You called me Kristen? <laughs> I did. You know, on the podcast? I did. I missed that. <laughs> well, if you squint a little bit and kind of look to the left, then it's like, it bore, it's like, oh, maybe. I could not pull off the haircut. I do not have the features. I think you could. I don't know. I have to, we'll have to meet up in uh, Michigan for some smelt tipping and like just wow. make some changes to our hair. You I met, can't wait. You remember the smelt dipping. I how can I forget? <laughs> it's the only thing I know about Michigan except the hand thing in you. <laughs> Which sounds weird. So let's I, move on. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Petty, um, <laughs> this felt shit showy. Why um, did they name it Penny again? I mean, I know Gabe's daughter's Penny. Partially that's because not what of they, the flipping, the, they tossed a penny oh. to decide the team. By the way, I would not have caught that penny the way they caught, tossed it to Don. I would have like nine times out of ten, I would have dropped it if they tossed me a coin to flip at the very beginning. You like, guys I, still have pennies? Like, that's um, dumb. Just okay. kidding. We don't have pennies anymore. We got rid of them. Guys, I'm sorry. We can't have the queen on all of our money. <laughs> or birds. Or birds. <laughs> Or a moose. I guess an eagle counts, but never mind. Or (laughs) he's kind of a bird. Yeah. Oh, bird. (laughs) No. Slang. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. But Team Penny. (laughs) So Gay made the amuse bouche, uh, which is an heirloom or heirloom corn tostado with a. I'm not even going to say that. That seems rude. Oyster and cured snapper. Oh, come on. A fat bastard oyster and Thank cured you. snapper. Get um, in my belly. Okay. I love this. I love the, uh, I needed this. Well, I mean, it was it was more of a bouche than a muse, right? Like, they, it was so big. It was bouchy, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was, they were saying that they could have actually done the the first course it was a little bit more amuse bushy than this than the amuse bush was. They could have actually swapped the first two of the eight dishes. Um and then in the second no in, in the actual first course Don yeah. made a warm crop salad and corn puff and island coconut sauce. Everyone loved this across the board. That's when I knew Don was that's when I knew Don was safe. Yeah. Yeah um, I do Lord. think I do think the as soon as she added a heat element to it, she should she shouldn't have been the first course. But yeah, but no, who knew what, who knew what she was going to, I mean, and that's, t- and well, that's, that's tough. everybody should have known what she was going to do. I felt yeah. bad for, for the team. Like I am a Don defender, you know, till the end of my days, but I felt, I did feel really bad for the team because even when they're like deep into the cooking and they were like, so what are you doing over there, Don? She's like, still figuring it out. You know, it's gonna, gonna get there. Yeah, I don't think anybody I think there were there were several missteps on this, and especially in terms of individual dishes and lack of engagement 
Well, I guess individual. Let's start with individual dishes. I think that's what ended up sending Sarah home, and what was the primary, you know, decision maker. But in terms of like engaging with the diners, that was a failure across the board. Yeah. And in terms of it being a cohesive, progressive menu, that was a failure across the board as well. I mean, Don didn't help. The menu. Yeah. And Don didn't help manners by like, it's hard to have a progressive menu where it flows from one to another when step, when you don't know what like the first course is even going to be. Um, so that, but I don't, I don't think that that was also complete, but that, so the lack of cohesion that wasn't just there, it was like at several points through the menu where things should have probably been in a different order or changed up. But it's one of those situations where you have to leave yourself enough time to do what the other team did. You have to leave yourself enough time to have that tasting and have that like meeting to be like, okay, maybe we need to change the order up a little bit. How about we just not show them menus maybe? And and I was trying to figure out what the, what was like the time space configuration of all both kitchens? Like were the kitchens near each other? Were, Were they, they, I don't think they were in the, like I was thinking one possibility and it could have been an editing trick was that they were in the same they, this could have been across two different days. I very much thought that was the case. Um, and I still think it is the case. Mm. But somebody asked Tom on Twitter, like, was that on two separate days? And he said, no. Huh. Do I believe that? I'm not really sure. Oh, you're doubting Tom? Or even like, was it like, like they have the first one in like, like mid-afternoon and then they have to like uh, clean up like i didn't close maybe. Enough to it just it was the same space but they weren't they weren't right next to each mm-hmm. other like, it like, wasn't yeah. like a consecutive one right. and there was no need for it to be really I, I thought one of them occurred in a pocket dimension um that had been, like. been created by a witch but i've been watching one vision so <laughs> that's <laughs> not out of the uh, it's possibility not, i mean it could be right it like it could have been, it could. I mean, it was a large. It looked like it was a large enough building where it literally could have been on the clear on the other side of the building, so that the and and the, you would definitely want though for there to be a digestion break. I mean, <laughs> no. I just it's hard for me to believe that Dale is asking for a second dessert after literally, and I'm not yeah. getting fifteen other courses. Right. What are the most courses you guys have ever done? Huh memories i don't know like i i really want to do a tasting (laughs) menu like this i'm i am one of those little bitches that i get full real fast but then i get hungry (laughs) real fast so like my tasting menu is like throughout the day where i eat four days six meals and seven snacks at one o'clock i had popcorn at 120 i had some raisinets 130 (laughs) i had a peach that's kind of progressive tasting menu oh Um, i i have not eaten (laughs) i'm trying to i did i did um uh, the tasting menu at uh, Nick Elmy and Eddie Conrad's restaurant. Well, it's Nick's restaurant. Eddie was was on that night, but in in Philly, Laurel. I want to say that that was like twelve courses, maybe, and there was like a paired wine with each course. That was like one of the most spectacular dining experiences I've ever had. It was like over the course of two hours. It was yeah, just. And they were, it was, everything was small enough where you could, you were ready for the next thing. 
Um, I've done this. Like I am a person of culture. I'm totally, I just don't, I can't remember anything. I, there was this restaurant in Chicago. I don't know if you remember oh, this. It was in Charlie Trotters? No, uh, Yoshi's. Do you ever hear of Yoshi's? It was in Boys Town. Yes. Yoshi has passed away. He was like yeah. a, a dear friend of um, like my first college debate coach and mentor who has also passed away. Um, but when when the duck, who is what we called our debate coach, passed, he did like a menu in his honor that was like a progressive tasting menu. And it was just beautifully done and like so good. And it it's it's like it was like a Japanese French fusion kind of restaurant. I think I got I, got, I lived actually right around the corner from there uh, in East Lake, and I, I think I got takeout from Yoshi's. Love Yoshi, love Naboku, Naboku, love you. Hope you're doing well. The yeah, just going back. I think that this had to have been definitely later in the day. I, I even like was checking out. They're wearing the same clothes. You know, you know, Padma still has the. The, the one shoulder thing, got the bump, uh, Bob, and uh, Tom still has the purple suit. And so, but like we've 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 watched a season of Bake Off together, Kurt. Like they wear the same clothes for a whole weekend. That's true. Mm, oh, production tricks! I see what you're saying. Huh. huh? I guess we'll never know unless we find out. Unless we become top chefs and then are able to be judges. Uh, if only there was like a top chef amateurs or something like that that could uh, like Kurt, every, I'm everyday so people shit could... at it. I'm so shit at baking and cooking. I'm not even I'm not even good enough to make the amateurs. Last night, hear me, I was gonna save this for later when we were doing our whatever. But I was trying to make oatmeal cookies. <laughs> yes, the whatever segment. <laughs> I was trying to make oatmeal cookies, and then I realized halfway through I didn't have brown sugar, so I had to go to the store and get brown sugar. Then, when I was creaming the sugar and butter and all that stuff together, and I had to add the flour mixture, well, I was like, <laughs> "I'm so smart. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave the stand mixer running while I just chip, 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 pour pour the flour mixture in." Guess what? Drop the cup in, so my poor plastic cup went blum 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 in the stand mixer. Now you sound like Jamie. <laughs> then turned that off. I was like, "Great, I'll save my cup." things are going better. Then I try and put the oatmeal in and then I turn my sand mixer back on accidentally put on two instead of one. So oatmeal went flying everywhere. <sighs> then once the cookies are done, I realized I forgot to add the regular sugar. I put the brown sugar in, but forgot the white sugar. They still taste great. Not going to lie, but. Good. Oh, that was a that was a journey. <laughs> I was going to describe it as the same, and I was wondering if you were going to get to how the cookies tasted. They tasted fine. They were so great, it sounds actually. like the you know what they probably tasted even better knowing what you went through to make them. Mm, yeah, yeah the, like, the tears the tears added the nice salt element. You always need exactly. Uh, for the second wow. course, Sarah made a halibut crudo with ajo blanco sauce and coffee green tomato. Girl, I can make a prettier dish than this. <laughs> I was I was truly flabbergasted at her presentation. I think yeah. she if she was making the crudo, she should have put that on top of the sauce. But they said that the sauce was too heavy for the crudo anyway. So like, what are you doing? What, what are, you, are you doing? Sarah, I love you. Tomatoes, you Sarah, don't do it. Just make I, a nice yogurt. Yeah, just give them yogurt. They love your yogurt. Yeah, entire course of yogurt. That's An entire fine. course of okay, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. A progressive tasting menu of just yogurt. Of just yogurts. How do you Heard. feel? 
heard. Okay, we start uh, off with one of those um, little yacht bottles. Uh, little okay. drinkable yogurts. That's sure. the first course. Right. Then we move into like, hmm, well, you gotta put, and then you can put it in a spoon because that's important. <laughs> what you put it into. You can't just hand people a bottle of yogurt and be like, first course. No, you gotta present it. I guess you're right. Yeah. And then what would you finish with? Like a nice Greek yogurt? Oh, okay. For the dinner course, I'm serving a baked potato with Greek yogurt on it instead of sour cream, obviously. Okay. It's just a baked potato. That's dinner. I'm a fan of using the... You're you're coming at me like you've never just had one single baked potato for dinner because you just couldn't emotionally make anything else. (laughs) Am I alone in a one baked potato dinner? I think not. I've probably done it at some point. Um... What, nobody else has depression? Okay, sure. I just don't want to fuel the depression by eating a single baked potato. <laughs> I, it's like, like eating, eating is how I deal with depression, not how I sustain it. Um, I, like, my I mean, trauma is how I sustain my depression. Oh. Like, like, I'll get like a pizza and like house the whole thing. That's what I do for my yeah. depressive state. You put a baked but, potato on that pizza. But I do, I do approve of using the Greek yogurt as a sour cream substitute. I've done that with chili several times. Well, here's my thing. I, I live in a household of me and one other person and one cat. The cat does not often partake in our dinners. So we just don't go through our ingredients. But when the cat does, wow. He does, listen, he does love the yogurt. Uh, He loves anything creamy. Like, I'll eat ice cream, and he'll try and get his dumb little face, like, on the spoon so he can also lick the ice cream. Aww. It's adorable and manic. Anyway, so we, I, like to, I, like, I like double duty ingredients, and I find that Greek yogurt I can just use for whatever I want. See, there you go. Top Chef Amateur. Plain Greek yogurt, though, right? Plain. One time, Ethan bought vanilla, and I was like, how are we supposed to put this on our potatoes? Well, you start with a spoon. And if you're depressed, vanilla it, potatoes. If you're vanilla depressed, potatoes. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not at all. That's anything, anything that's like oh, life sucks. I have vanilla yogurt <laughs> oh, and I have baked potatoes. Potato. I guess I have to suffer through it and eat them together. <laughs> <laughs> just eat a plain potato, no fork, just ham potato. <laughs> not cold. <laughs> I love a cold hand. Not potato. even baked, just like yeah. a potato. Just raw, a raw cold potato. potato. Yeah. Are you allowed to eat potatoes raw, or is that one of those things that makes you sick? You can eat them raw. You can eat them raw. Hey Google, can I eat a raw potato? Long answer. Okay, Google. <laughs> Give me the short version, Google. Everybody wants to be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What did What did Google have to say? Uh, you can eat a raw potato. It's very high in vitamin C. Guess who's going to be trying out for the class of 2021? Google. <laughs> Google, stop! <laughs> hey, Google. Hey, Google. Stop. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Alexa, do you want to be on our podcast? Kurt's holding his microphone over to Alexa. He's interviewing her. She doesn't know. Hey, lamp. 
Okay, thank God you said that like one second before I drink my pot because I would have spit it truly everywhere. Uh, by the way, also looking at the um, Team Penny, it's, I think it's very telling that so many of the dishes for Team Kokosan were like like so someone slash someone or these two people together. I mean, you had a couple yeah. like Marie and Shoda had some dishes. Kurt, I, I said that already. <laughs> it might have been when I stepped away from the mic. It wasn't. It was like 25 minutes ago. Pocket dimension. You know? Kurt, have I told you lately that I love you? <laughs> is that is that sipping tequila? Just now. Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> oh, you went to get tequila. You went to go get sipping tequila. Oh my you god. Go You're living the you really are living the dream. <laughs> oh. For the for the third dish, Dawn made a sneered scallop with Creole XO and ham hock broth. Um, when she started just opening the packages of pre-sliced ham, was I concerned? Sure. Would but I? It was a ham hock, right? Yeah, but it looked delicious. No, I would. Please, I, don't. Think. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I make my ham. I go to the store and I buy a ham steak, and then we throw it on the barbecue for thirty-five seconds, and then we call it dinner. Yeah, I grew up on on ham hocks. That's what you put in your greens to like make them. It's one of the the many things that you can put in the greens to make them delicious. I was thinking the same thing too, and I saw her like kind of unwrapping them. I'm like. But what am I expecting? That she's going to like haul a pig in there and like butcher it? I, like, yeah, I you're mean, right. Like, what, what's the alternative? I want to see that. Um, just like get real Handmaid's Tale about it. <laughs> Ham, handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Coming to a <laughs> drive-in near you. <laughs> you can't handle the ham. Uh, what? <laughs> Is that a lion from Handmaid's Tale? I've never, I've never seen the work. No, that no. was that was Padma, that was Padma <laughs> oh, yeah. with the work. Oh, that, that was that was so long ago, y'all. Like, yeah, we still had Avishar with us. <laughs> do you know how many things have happened since then? <laughs> oh, my God, I do feel like this season started five and a half years ago oh, in a good yeah. way. Yeah, I'm fine with it being like a long, luxurious season. You're just drinking it straight from the bottle, Kurt. Kurt's gonna be slammed by the end of this. Can't wait. I've, I've been wanting to get drunk with the three of you, two of you. Well, maybe I'm only yeah, here. Already drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing ever. There's, there's two of us, Latanya. <laughs> Unless you're talking about that ghost. <laughs> Google is not officially with us yet. Uh, and that's not who you're counting. I told you all that one of the side effects of shot two for me is just idiocy. Like... <laughs> It's just like, who's going to be a dumb bitch for a week? This gal. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I did like course, how... Salmon skin with pak choy, turnips, and hazelnut brown butter sauce. This sounded nice, but I wanted like a chunk of salmon. Like, this doesn't That's feel really like a course. No, they, everybody was a little... It seemed like it was, well, if we add the salmon skin to it, this will tie in with our theme. And everybody's like, we want more than skin. Yeah, and, and like Sarah's joke about oh we're having it for we're dinner later. Eat it later. I thought, like, she, I thought she. I thought she was meaning that it was coming later. In that's the what dinner. I thought at first too, but no. it didn't come later in the dinner. <laughs> it did not. They're literally they. That's what they had for like I'm, food later. 
on my second on my second viewing, it was she was very much meaning, oh yeah, we're having it ourselves. Yeah, no, uh, we're it's eating been a joking way, fish. but um, funny no, enough, no, funny. we seriously are. That was the most charm delivered for the entire service. That's it. I I feel I feel that that, that talking about this team is fueling my depression. Like it, it just made me so sad to see this happen. It was a train wreck. It was it was like an obvious train wreck, and it was really sad. But by comparison, it was. But so I was. It's. But it's like you go back to judges' table, and at the like the wrap up of even like you know the meal, like they're saying we had two amazing dinner services, but one stood out for us. I was like, did you really have two yes, amazing dinner services? Because I didn't get that. So by conch, like I think they enjoy. It's simply they 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 had negative things to say, but overall. Yeah, I'm sorry they tried it. Except there was the Amar did say of Sarah's first dish, I don't like this at all. (laughs) (laughs) Which you don't hear a lot. No, especially not from him. Yeah, (laughs) that's when I knew like uh, Sarah's in trouble. Um, But yeah, that was tough and and loud enough (laughs) to be heard. Oh yeah, but there there were. I wonder how much of the reaction shots from the kitchen was just like B roll footage of somebody looking up. But there was definitely a time when Gabe was like, Don, what'd they say? And she's like oh, paused yeah. for a second. I was like, they like <laughs> it was the best. It was they 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 said it was edible. <laughs> they ate it. Um I have, what a, I have a theory. I have a theory that Ooh, nothing, yes. I'm sorry. Uh I, I I'm sorry. What so if? What? I don't know. I just don't want to derail things. Um, derail, derail. derail. We, we don't want to talk about this menu. <laughs> <laughs> we spent the first 15 minutes talking about a murder mystery game I played in. So oh, we we're did. good. Uh, yeah. Already forgotten. Um, <laughs> so I have, a, I have a theory based on this and based on other like uh, challenges where there have been like just a large amount of judges. That Tom is maybe not so great around large groups of people. Discuss. Oh, like a little bit introverted in terms of yeah. just where he draws his energy from. He's because he does seem to shine during the like last chance kitchen in terms of it's more relaxed. Just him, he's just like, hey, everybody, hanging out with me in the in the last chance kitchen. You love it. I yeah. buy that actually. I can see that. I actually watched. Um, must have. I think it was a. Must it was a few years ago because they referenced Top Chef fourteen, which I think is Charleston. Um, but I there was a the hot ones uh, on YouTube where they eat mm. hot hot sauce on chicken wings, and it was the Tom Colicchio episode. I think uh, YouTube is learning what I like, and they they threw that in there. And I watched like the first ten minutes of it because I'd never actually seen the hot one show before. And um, yeah, it was it's just a fascinating show. It's just like kind of a, I thought it was a like competition, but this was more of an interview with him, just one on one. Yeah, and um, and that's where I learned that he saved somebody from choking. Um, at a restaurant once, and um, yeah, it was, it was just good to see kind of laid back Tom. So, hmm. just so many facets to Tom that make me happy. No you embarrassing know? headwear this episode. No, we well, can't taking, wear hat at the dinner table. That's what my parents always said. At least that's true. Taking sartorial chances though with the uh, with soup. Yes, I like, you know I I like it. I, there's men don't like really put the oomph into fashion as much you know it's it's good to see some chances being taken i love a colorful suit uh, also go. his grateful dead joke was good his grateful dead joke was 
Well, was was this dish is like a Grateful Dead concert? Needs more acid? It needs, yeah. or it need, it needs acid. I it did acid. write that down. <laughs> um, that was funny. I mean, it was it was a re- like a real dad joke, but he doesn't start busting out the super dad jokes until Top Chef Kitchen or like Last Chance Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the fifth course, Chris made shrimp tortellini on brodo with seafood broth. Um, would I order this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can Chris not roll his pasta correctly? <laughs> oh my god, pasta? making pasta! I know. It's like at a certain point, just this is going to sound really mean. But at a certain point, just stop trying to redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you try your Don't best worry, and you heard. fail miserably, the lesson is never try. Did he? Because didn't he? During like last week's second chance quick fire, didn't wasn't was he one of the people I know that like you know Dawn gave her the the, the dish from the first episode which she wasn't able to saw she took a second chance at that and and uh, did did Kristen try making a pasta for that quick fire did he but he's tried to redeem himself previously with other pasta yeah so <laughs> this the, is the, is the first redemption is the. F- the first one was the beer and coffee challenge. He made some bad pasta. Yeah. I can't remember if he did it for the um, driving challenge as well, but he's tried to pasta a sense and it's not worked. And No, his ribs. He made ribs that were not Oh, he good. did. Um, yeah, just stop with the pasta. Stop, stop. Stop, stop. <laughs> uh, the sixth course, Gabe made charred octopus with mole verde. Squash and serrano chili. I thought this was the most uh, striking dish from this team. For sure, there was a. I think there was like a, just a brief clip of just kitchen montage uh, where I just saw I like, saw this, like this, this handful of tentacles. I'm like, oh, that's creepy, but uh, <laughs> uh, like out of context, I'm like, oh, monster. Uh, but yeah, the the dish and this was the one where they said like this is like the like the first like the, this is like the only like real straightforward seafood dish they felt they got all evening. Mm. But said uh but Kristen said it was bitter. Didn't like she didn't was it was it the octopus or the mole? No it was octopus. Yeah it was the octopus dish. Whatever concept. Whatever. Take two. (laughs) (laughs) I think we broke Haley. What I don't know the word anymore. <laughs> Component. <laughs> Component. Kristen, get it together. <laughs> ah. I, was funny, at, yeah. I was looking at our Google Sheet. I was like, I had to jump back to the window. I was like, is she frozen? <laughs> is she still there? Sound like it. <laughs> my skill. Wor- my words just failed me. The the real star of this season of Top Chef is Mole. If I'm being honest, <laughs> we're on the forty fifth Mole. Well, he can make like thirteen different ones. He said, but it, it, yeah, it's not Maria like, was like, "This is one of my best Moles," and I was just like, "They all seem great," you know. Yeah. So this is the best one. I'm very excited. For the dessert course, Chris presented us kelp ice cream with cocoa nib meringue, toasted hazelnut, and seaweed salt. Um. <laughs> when you said meringue, it <laughs> sounded like you said cocoa nimbrang. <laughs> I can't pull that off. <laughs> I don't know why you would have tried. <laughs> I wouldn't have tried. I was, hoping, I was hoping Sarah would get some bonus points here for suggesting the kelp element to it, but yeah, a little too late. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this doesn't sound that appetizing to me. 
reading it, but the fact that Dale loved it so much, I would stick a spoon in it. The the <laughs> um the hazelnut element, I don't know if this is technically correct, but it sounds like it would potentially like be the thing that brings the whole dish together. I don't know why. Um, no, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So I would have, that would have been, uh, definitely would have, especially given the, like I said, the, the reaction people were having to it. I would have been all about trying this. They seemed like the desserts were like most of the stars of each of the courses. <laughs> it, yeah. People love this Re- dessert. So yeah. that was, yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, well, Chris is, fine. <laughs> I guess. I was very sad to lose Sarah here. I love Sarah. I think she's charming and joyous, and I really wanted her and showed it a kiss. I know. <laughs> well, I also keep getting freaked out whenever they do. I don't know if they do those talking head like interviews early in the morning or late in the evening, but it it freaks me out because it always looks like Shoda has just gotten done crying about something, and so I'm just like, well, Shoda's going home, <laughs> and I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm gonna do without Shoda. The, I love him. The only so, and I was definitely a root. Like this is also a situation where the the losing team, the team I knew was going to lose, had three people from Latanya's draft, and then Sarah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Sarah's probably fine, right? Nope. I'm now down to one person, <laughs> and the other person is still in Last Chance Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily, the silver lining is she beat Sasha, and as much as I like the Sasha. If Sasha came back and won, I wouldn't know what to do because no one had her drafted. <laughs> listeners would win. Oh. What they, the what would they win? win. That's listeners. Bachelor rules. Okay. Oh, okay. The listeners oh. are already winning because they have us. <laughs> Very oh, true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was, I was beyond thrilled that Maria pulled out a win here. I think yes. she deserved it. I love her. She is just unbelievably charming. She did a fantastic job and you felt like you want to let... You know, you feel like you want her to now have a chef's table, like restaurant. Yes. I, I want like to either go to Maria's house. She's like, I'm just treating you all like you're at my house. You know, it's yeah. I'm like, okay, let's all go. <laughs> Road trip to Tucson, baby. She gets done and asks Padma to help her wash the dishes. Yeah. I'm sure Padma would be like, Yeah, let's wash some dishes. Sounds great. Uh that I mean everyone everyone was gorgeous again. So for huge. It's just it's gotten to the point where like watching gorgeous people have fun and enjoy food. You know? Thank yeah. God for this show. What what would we do? Pretty people eating. Sure. Yeah, a concept. Yeah. Like watching people actually eat food who, you know, like are attractive. It's I don't know. It gives me hope to maybe be attractive one day. Yeah, me too. I'm halfway there, yes. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I, I got the food part, but yeah. let's, let's get to the attractive. I wonder if it would be... I'm, I'm wondering which would be more enjoyable. So let's say like there was a spare seat at these chef's tables and any of us got a chance to like join them. Would you be more about this food is amazing or would you be more about listening to people talk right next to me about why this food is amazing is amazing. I would probably try and hit on one of them, if I'm being perfectly honest. One of them? <laughs> Don't lie. Multiple. <laughs> yeah. You, you do need to kind of like tear your approach though, in terms of like, okay, I just got shot down by Melissa, so no, I'm going to... I don't think Melissa on. would shoot me down. I think Melissa and I would have chemistry. 
Yeah, you know, am I making also, that up in my head? I just no, <laughs> I I don't think that's just headcanon. That's probably true. It's also like you know, I I need a lot of confidence, liquid or otherwise, to like be like, all right, first and only target Melissa King. Let's go. You know, I I just become a puddle of a person. Well, I, I would opt for liquid confidence. That always helps me. I find okay. Well, there so. well there would be a lot of tequila at that first dinner. That's <laughs> so much time. tequila. Kurt's <laughs> just dr- not even like sipping tequila out of a shot glass. No, he's just he's, he's going for up. it. You should, know? I get a, should I get a straw? Yes. That sounds danger. I love it. <laughs> okay, so this episode is great. I loved it. I was depressed at the end because I love Sarah, but I was thrilled because I love Maria. Kokosun probably had one of the best performances I've ever seen, just on Top Chef in general, not even just in Restaurant Wars. I thought this mm-hmm. dude was brilliant. I thought their menu was stunning. I was really excited about the entire time. They should start a restaurant together. Yes. Who? The four of them? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought yeah, for some reason I was like linking it down to like two people specifically, but okay. Yeah. Oh. No, agreed. <laughs> yeah. No, they had a concept. And here's the thing like last season, was it last season where they had the, the pitch? challenge and yeah. then they had to turn yeah. I almost I would have liked to see a return of that because I like everybody coming up with the, 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 the cohesive concept first that might have saved if they could have done that as a I wouldn't have been upset if this had been a two part episode where the first part was the quick fire where you come up with the concept and then, then, and then prep and then the second part is the service that would have been kind of fun but then um, I also think that in many ways, because this was the first time they had done this chef's table challenge, there was a little bit of kind of what's the challenge within the challenge code cracking that was happening. And just focus on, uh, got it right away in terms of it's about the interaction. I don't think if they do this again, because of this episode, futures contestants or chef testants are not going to fall into the same trap that Penny did. I think you're going to like, everybody now knows at the chef's table challenge, you have to engage the table. And then you're going to get somebody like Philip from top chef, California, who's just going to be like engaging in the wrong way and not reading the room. So I think that's what we're going to see the next time we have the challenges. We're going to see engaging banter, but we're going to see one table completely misjudge how that banter is going. The team Penny did have kind of people who aren't like super outgoing. Like, I guess yeah. the most outgoing person would be Sarah, but she was like very nervous. Gabe, though, like go back to the driving tea. Like Gabe was like having everybody laughing when he was like announcing the different dishes and stuff. And he like he was serving up his bloody cocktail like this for the horror challenge at the drive-in. And it was I think Gabe was pretty outgoing, but I I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I think there was, there was one point where even I think the, the even Team Kokosan said the other team is more uh, is more they have an LT. <laughs> I did not say that. Um, the uh, even like there was a pre-challenge or pre, pre-actual service the uh, um, Team Kokosan was saying that the other team was much more uh, outgoing. And then you had at the shopping at Whole Foods, you had Don saying that Team Kokosan was much more loud and mm-hmm. you know out there. So I think you had some uh, engaging people and some not so engaging people on each team. 
That's fair. Just like out of the out of the two teams, though, Team Kokosan definitely had like the person that like multiple people who could, who were like show people, if that makes sense. Like that could entertain a crowd. Yeah. Whereas Team Penny, I kind of I don't know. Maybe maybe they'd be if they weren't so stressed about how everything was going and like pressed for time and all that. I know you gotta have a plan, people. Did you love Kristen's like is she always like this about Jamie and everyone was like, Oh yeah, you haven't been here. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't know yet. <laughs> this is our <laughs> That was cute. <laughs> so you're thinking, Haley, that you don't want to get rid of restaurant wars, you just want to find a new way to work in the chef's table. Yeah. Cause I do think as much as I don't totally love restaurant wars, it is pretty integral to a show about chefs. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just the conditions. Yeah, like they're 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 so unrealistic and and like hyper intense. No one opens restaurants under those types of conditions. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I did not miss the service staff stress from restaurant wars i didn't either yeah and people don't know it i i was happy to not have to have the the like awkwardness of finding out who was like secretly mean to their staff you know what i mean yeah i'm trying to remember who was like grayson or something i can't remember who that was in a previous season that was like just like really dressing down the staff and it made Haley uncomfortable so kurt i you know i happen to watch last chance kitchen this week but here's the thing i don't want to talk about it not that i don't want to talk about it i don't want to lead the conversation about it you're so good at leading conversation about last chance kitchen so how about her bud okay uh, that's unreasonable no that's fine yeah let the man lead (laughs) that's new it's not women's work so thank you thank you latanya um (laughs) Uh, yeah, three perfect bites. They had to make a three-course progressive menu, um, but each one had to be each serving each each course had to be served in a small like soup spoon. It basically, was like it was almost like a three-course amuse bouche sort of situation. So it was literally you you they got one bite and then that was it. It wasn't about like sitting down and taking several bites or something. Um, that was the only guidance they had. They had to make three courses and yeah. Um, the, it was interesting because they started comparing the third courses in which, uh, Sasha had made a flank steak with creamy caramelized and puree. And Sarah had made Wagyu steak with butter braised cabbage and shiitake mushrooms. Both sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha ended up winning that one. Um, and then I kind of saw where things were going because the second course where Sasha made scallop with pesto and Sarah made scallop with celery root and caviar, knowing well that Tom loves his caviar, uh, Sarah had won that one. And so I was thinking, why would they have started from the end unless the same person won the first two courses? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that ended up actually being the case. Uh, Sarah won the first course so by making a it's like, well, it sounds like a little bit um, uh, contrived, but it's a soup spoon. I'll make a red pepper soup with fish sauce and curry, which beats Sasha's tomatoes with feta and lemon sumac vinaigrette. So we had Sarah winning two of the three courses. They had other approved um, 
apparently other approved like things that weren't spoons because <laughs> um, Sasha didn't just use spoons. In terms of the serving container? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I missed that. Maybe it was just a uh, judgment on the size of the serving. It didn't have to be served in a spoon, but it yeah. had to be the size of that. Interesting. I'm going to need these rules like written somewhere. You know what I mean? I need them codified. Tweet, like, tweet, tweet Tom. He'll tell you. No. No. <laughs> no. Could you clarify something for me, Mr. Colicchio? Okay. One time I was curious as to which eyeshadow Padma was wearing, so I tweeted at her asking what eyeshadow it was, and she told me. Oh. Wow. Did that make your day? It did. Yeah, it did. That's Absolutely. That's, uh, wow. Um, I, I did enjoy this Last Chance Kitchen Challenge. Yeah. Last Chance Kitchen is like, it's a whole different animal, but it's kind of cool. I'm did, sad they reset the peanut gallery. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We just yeah. saw only Avishar was there, and I think Avishar needs some friends. <laughs> he needs help. There. Yes. So <laughs> Sasha will be there with him next week. Um, I mean, that's an upside for Sasha is that she got she gets to kind of still be in our, our living rooms or our laptops or wherever we were watching Last Chance Kitchen, um, I'm assuming, uh, into the upcoming weeks, even though I mean, she's not going to get back in the competition. But... Um, yeah, there's now seven people left in the competition where they typically bring somebody back when there's five four? to bring it up to six or four to bring it up to five. I, I think remember. four to bring it up to five. Okay. so I think it depends, really. Yeah, they might vary. Sarah, but she's got a few more cooks in front of her uh, in terms of, like, like instead of sleeps, she has cooks. Right. Um, I wasn't sure if you meant she had, like, Cooks the people or cooks no, the concept? Because I would have, I would have referred to them as chefs, and I wanted to make sure, clear true. that I was not calling them cooks. True, 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 true. true, true. Um, the yeah, it's, I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those situations. Where I think you know, Sasha kind of hit her stride. Like we like Tom seems to be like on his game when he's in Last Chance Kitchen in terms of that's where he thrives as a presenter or a host. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some chefs, including I would say Sasha, thrive a fair bit when they're in this kind of more one-on-one competition as opposed to it's got a little bit of a different kind of vibe to it i wonder if sarah's going to do the same in terms of how she does um but we're gonna i think we're at that point where anybody that we lose is going to be a little bit of a a you know stab to the heart because all these people are awesome yeah especially if they're on my team well you're not going to make it to the final three without losing somebody that's just a math base I, I, I'm whatever. I don't care. I didn't major in math. <laughs> One of my favorite things I heard recently was someone be like, I'm hot. I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. And I was be like, what does temperature have to do with it? But then I realized what you were saying. <laughs> tequila. So what are you guys eating this week? Just tequila. Just tequila. Um... I got a, uh, so there's a, those who are familiar with Grand Rapids are probably familiar with the Bob, which is the big old building, which is like a, a, uh, <laughs> it's, it's called the Bob. Instead of Bob the Dry Queen, it's Bob the Restaurant. Well, no, it's a big old building that has like, like seven or eight different restaurants and music venues and a comedy show or a comedy venue. Um, and so I'd say like several of the restaurants are, I've never been there. I think they opened back up for service in uh, maybe in like late March. 
Um, but I went there for the first time to order some food and I got some uh, gorgonzola garlic bread, which oh, was, mm. it was, it was like a, it was like a gorgonzola fondue. You had to dip the garlic bread in it. So uh, yeah, that just got better. Cool. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. I'll dip myself in that. I'll and then I got a, a chicken banh mi sandwich as well. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, you could substitute, you could substitute uh, pork if you wanted to make it a little bit more traditional, but I fried the chicken. Pretty good. Had the second half for lunch today. Um, but yeah, so then there's a bunch of things there at the different restaurants that I, I want to check out and try. So, um, yeah, that was, I think that's the highlight for me and I'm trying a new meal subscription. These are like pre-made meals. Um, those will be delivered, I think on Wednesday. So I should be able to next time we report together, report back on how those went Hmm. and then tequila. Yeah. Mostly that. How about you, Latanya? I, uh, y'all, I'm so boring. Like, <laughs> so there's only certain things that work with my stomach food wise. <laughs> and so I just tend to stick to those things. Um, What's I, your favorite I, of those things, though? I don't know that I have one. <laughs> I'm so boring. I, I had a really good salad. I know that, like, you know, not to get all Gabriel about it, but like, I had a delicious salad that had, you know, some kale. I think I've discussed this salad actually before on this. On this kale Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> kale Simmons, um, some like uh, goat cheese, some beets. I was going to say, there better be beets on there if there's goat cheese. Yeah, we got the beet um, and some... With the go-go cheese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, these are, this is an 80s music reference, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> um, the meats by the go goats. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, continue. Nope. <laughs> it's like nope. Uh, or is it Kristen? Who knows? Um, Who's <laughs> um, and then it has like mandarin orange, and uh, it's got like a champagne vinaigrette. I was going to ask what dressing was going to be on it. Champagne. Champagne. I, there's a lot of salads in the area that they call it just a Michigan salad, which ends up being like. Apples, blue cheese, candied walnuts. Um, oh yeah, there are some candy walnuts in there. Oh, nice. so it's, yeah. I don't. I, it's not necessarily specifically Michigan. It's specific, it's the combo. Uh, I love me some like either a feta, a goat, or a blue cheese with the candied walnuts and some sort of like mm, fruits like in a, there. Like a pear, pear. Yeah, yeah. I oh, love good. fruit in a salad. Yep. Yeah, straight like strawberries and red onions. I like together in a salad. Are really good together. Yeah. I had another a different salad. <laughs> that was that. Yeah. <laughs> this is so boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> is do you have a favorite do you have a favorite dressing? I so I kind of go between I'm like I really love balsamic vinegar. So I I'm a vinaigrette person generally. Uh and I kind of go between that and like whatever unique little house dressing is being offered um that is that pairs specifically with the salad. I'm a big fan of champagne vinaigrette now. I just want it all of the time. Red Lobster has a great champagne vinaigrette. Really? <laughs> no, well, they don't. <laughs> we do. I love it. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> I'm a Red Lobster stand, though. What can I say? I know. It's okay. So is Beyonce. Um, it, there was one more thing I was going to say, and then you made me start thinking about Red Lobster. <laughs> oh, oh, it's weird because it's weird. That's why I forgot about it. I had a really good pickle. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> I know that sounds what, weird. What made it good? 
I, it, it was a little spicy. It was okay. a dill pickle, but like it was a little bit spicy. I've been eating a lot of pickles lately for some weird reason. Um, stop it. And, life, right? Or something? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Uh, Duncan's runs on pickles or something. They Americans somehow like they make you full, but they're like mm. no calories, yeah. and they're just kind of like delightful. There's several ways to eat them. The crunch is good. The um, there's a local, I think it's called the Old World Oil Olive Oil Company. Um, they sell uh, different, obviously olive oils, but they also have a wide variety of vinaigrettes. And I've got like a. I think it's like a harvest peach vinaigrette and a caramelized onion vinaigrette. Um, mm. I'm a big fan of exploring the vinaigrette options that yeah. are available to me. Give me a, give me a like interesting vinaigrette. I, I think, I think one of them is a, um, I think I have like a dark chocolate vinaigrette. No way. Yeah. I'm well, Haley, while you report on your, uh, your food stuff, I'm going to go check out my, I'm going to go check out my vinaigrettes and bring them on camera for those who are paying the $50,000 for that level of access. I'm going to go check out my vinaigrettes. I do love a maple vinaigrette. How Canadian of me, I'm sure. Huh? I've never had that, but it sounds delightful. There are lots of things about Canada that sound delightful. So come on down. I mean, come on up. Come on down. Come on. Come on. I'm pretty, I'm pretty straight west of you right now. I don't know direction, so I'll just let the pilot figure it um, out. What did I eat this week? Well, by accident, I uh, didn't skip a subscription box, so I got food delivered to my door, which is fine because we didn't have mm. any groceries and we didn't feel like doing any. Oh, lovely. So we, so we had tacos on Friday, which, no, yeah? What's today? Is it Sunday? Tacos sure. on Friday. I know that now. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> we had a nice salad. Um, and then right before this podcast, I ate a really excellent sandwich. Actually, it was more of like one half of two sandwiches. One mm. half was a, a brisket sandwich and the other half was a pulled pork sandwich. It was delicious. I had a great time. It sounds delicious. One half of two sandwiches is definitely the way to go. That's I'd say I'd have to say it's the probably the best part about marriage is that if you like the same foods, you can just split what you want in half. Oh, right. Yeah, two different things at once. Marriage seems to be like, you know, that bitch. Like, I might want to, you know, do that. It's like not that up, bad, honestly. Like there's upsides? Huh. To marriage. What's <laughs> up? Um, so I've got a, a vanilla balsamic vinegar. That sounds Ooh. nice. I've got a black ger- blackberry ginger balsamic. Wow. I've got a... Dark chocolate balsamic. Uh, so my nickname in college, I had the white huckleberry balsamic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your nickname in college was white huckleberry? Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, I've got the ripe beach balsamic. <laughs> well, it is now. And then uh, for you, Haley, I have the bourbon maple balsamic. Nice. That sounds oh. lovely. So, I'm very into that. Um, I need to start using these more. Yeah. Because uh, you notice most of these are full. Um, but yeah. Have you That's... considered sipping vinegars? Sipping vinegars? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I wonder if these mix well with tequila, though. I bet they wouldn't be that bad. Oh my God. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Not now. Not now. Why? It's the perfect time to do it. You have both. 
one little mouthful of vinegar, one little mouthful of tequila, swish around, any, swallow. Because I don't have any glasses handy, it would literally be me like taking a swig of tequila, uh-huh. and then while I'm holding the tequila in my mouth, trying to pour a little bit, of, and it would just, I'd spit it everywhere. It would be like the be, blood, Bloody Mary situation. All it would be like again. it would be the Bloody Mary situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I would say um, I'll, I'll give it a plug. Check out the Old World Olive Company. Uh, is the name of it. It's a uh, you know based. In, it's, it's actually the Old World Olive Co. dot com. Uh, looks like they're based in Michigan. Or at least they've got five different locations here. So well, the balsa, the maple bourbon one did have Michigan on the back of it. Yes, it did. Anyway. So, Kurt, where can people find you on the internet if they want to find you on the internet? Uh, You can find me at Kurt Clark with two C's uh, on all of your major and minor platforms. Uh, The Insta, the (laughs) Twitch, the Twitter. Yeah. That's about it. Latanya. Throwing your mic down. <laughs> Literal mic drop situation. Yeah. You can find me, uh, you know, getting confusing days um, and uh, throwing my mic everywhere. Um, we didn't talk you- about that situation, uh, did we? <laughs> no. The fact that Latanya's texting Haley and I yesterday going, so is everything okay? And like neither <laughs> like of us responds. Yeah. And then she's like, no, like seriously. <laughs> And it's like she thought we were podcasting yesterday. I was like, no. Nope. nope. Just got up for no reason. Like all bright, bushy-tailed, had my tea. And I'm like, all right. That's I'm, ready. I'm ready to go. Like, this is going to be great. And then, um, no. I'm in uh, it's idiocy. We No, we appreciate your excitement to talk to us. <laughs> like, you're so excited to talk to us that you literally woke up early on a day you didn't have to. Yeah. And in a day you was, weren't talking to us in hopes that you would. <laughs> it was, it was going to be, it could have been great. You know, it, it could, we could have had almost had it all. Um, are you, uh, is there anything that you're podcasting right now back or now? Or are you waiting for Loki, Loki to come out or what's the deal? I'm Loki waiting for Loki to come out. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you all are my only gig at the moment. I think that's, Friends, no other friends. <laughs> I love that. Let's make that into a hit. Um, what would our band name be? Um, the the, um, the pepperettes. Uh, you both uh, hate that. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> we'll uh you know what actually let's let's put that out if you've made it let's this far if you've made if you've made it this far in the podcast tweet us uh with the hashtag uh uh chef's table band name <laughs> and we'll we'll check out that hashtag later for ideas for like what we should name our three person band mm-hmm. three people three people total um yeah i yeah you can find me is that what you asked like where you can find me yeah sure or yeah. were we just like oh we yeah. were just talking about my ineptitude no. um all right <laughs> good lord you can find me on twitter.com at <laughs> lk stars i forgot about that the http <laughs> no sometimes going back yeah. s sometimes um yeah i 
tweeted way too much about gymnastics yesterday. It was a whole problem. No, that was perfect for me because I was able to understand what was going on. Oh, good. I loved it. I was beyond thrilled. Thank you. To be honest with you. Thank you. Anytime. I was just like, I'm about to lose some followers. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I was like, how can I follow Latanya twice? Like, should I start three burner accounts and just follow her? If everyone wants to do that, to just start burner accounts and follow me on twitter.com at LK Starks, I would be okay with it. Um, you know, can never yeah, like, have enough followers on Twitter. Yeah, like take the energy you would put into following Latanya on Instagram and instead make a burner account to follow her again. Exactly. On and then eat a baked potato. <laughs> With just a nice dollop of Greek yogurt on top. No chives? Nothing? Just no. I, You know what? My chives are ready. My chives are ready. My, my herb. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm just agreeing. I'm just agreeing. With, I meant nothing by that other than the fact that I was agreeing that your chives are ready. <laughs> that was not a euphemism for anything. I was just <laughs> these chives I'm are a ready. Married woman, Kurt. <laughs> Don't make any proper advances toward a married woman. When you get Curtis. them to the podcast, go to Ethan and go, Ethan. These chives are ready. And just let me know. Let me know. Like, how does he interpret that? I think oh, you'd be like, please do it. What are you saying? <laughs> like. These you chives. We are the ready chives. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's funny. I think I've actually known Kurt for longer than I've known that guy I live with. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what that says about either of you, but yeah. okay. That we've been doing this for far too long. My yeah. name's Haley Strong. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore or check out my uh, bookstagram at the strong library. And I joined Rob Sestrinino and Lindsay Wilson this week to talk mm. about Survivor Africa. What a time we had. We had a great time. We laughed for hours. Uh, I went to Just bed all late. of Africa? I'm sorry. It was yeah. like the whole of Africa? The whole season of Survivor Apparently Africa. Actually comments on that. On the, I did uh, mention podcast. that yeah. it's unfortunate that it's called Survivor Africa, not Survivor Kenya, because that doesn't really show much about... It's like a very tiny part of Africa. I, I do touch on that. Okay. I, I'm sure you would. And I was really happy to see that you guys released in the two parts. I think that was a smart decision. And well, I hope that continues. Yeah, because I had to go to the bathroom halfway through. So, oh, yeah. So, if anyone, if anyone is listening to the Top Chef podcast and listened to the Survivor Africa podcast and complained that it was two parts instead of its usual literally four and a half hour one part, then you can blame me directly because I had to be. Hmm. I, it was a no great way. podcast. Even if no you don't way. watch Survivor, didn't watch Survivor Africa, probably listen to it. I had the it's it's the season that stands out most in my mind. Uh, often because I was watching it, I was living in Chicago at the time, and uh, Latanya, you might be familiar with Bruin View at the Vic Theater. Um, uh, yes. And so they, typically they'll show like three back to back movies. You pay like five bucks to get in, and there's like cheap ass beer, and you just like watch films uh but back when survivor africa was airing they would show back to back no you had to i think there was like a two drink minimum but there wasn't a cover charge because they couldn't charge people to watch tv but it was survivor africa filed by temptation island on the big theater screen with everybody drunk in the audience and it was the episode it was the swap episode where silas went home and when the swap happened everybody was cheering it was actually a great moment in my like watching survivor memory because it just like stands out. So I remember where I was during that 
instrumental episode. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's a different. I, I mentioned it on the podcast, and I think that watching Survivor Africa at such a young age was probably the reason I ended up marrying some dude named Ethan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Bye. check those out. <laughs> I see what you did there. You're making fun of me for being Canadian again, aren't you? Wow. Okay, pack your knives and go. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.